Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. Today we're looking back at a hectic week in New York where world leaders gathered for the 77th UN General Assembly. This UNGA kicked off with Turkish President Erdogan's attempt to rebrand himself before a Western audience while taking a stroll in Central Park, but the rest of the week saw him fail to secure a meeting with President Biden while in his speech before world leaders he repeated the same threats against Greece that have unfortunately become common from Ankara's leadership. At the same time, Prime Minister Mitsotakis' trip to New York struck a different tone, and aside from his address to the UNGA, he also made a number of key appearances and held crucial meetings with world leaders and organizations. Petros Kasvikis, the Washington, D.C. correspondent for the Athens News Agency and Greece's Mega TV, who covered the UNGA in New York, joins us with the latest analysis. Petro, great to have you back on The Greek Current. Hi, Than, always a pleasure to be here with you. Petro, last week in New York kicked off with an interesting move by Turkish President Erdogan, who decided to walk through Central Park, where he conveniently ran into a number of quote-unquote fans. Was this a desperate attempt by Erdogan to rebrand himself before a Western audience? Well, I'm not sure if this was a desperate attempt by Erdogan, but it was definitely a disastrous piece of PR advice. I cannot help but to ask myself who was the targeted audience of this poorly staged publicity stunt, Was, for example, the U.S. administration, was the Congress, or were the New Yorkers who were enjoying the stunning uh, morning in Central Park? In any case, this move looks kind of desperate. It did really nothing to help him rebrand Turkey's tarnished image in the United States. But I think overall we can tell that Turkey has a history of spending enormous amount of money in various propaganda endeavors, which have very questionable return of investment. So if Erdogan wants to rebrand his image and Turkey's image in the West, he will need to do something more than PR stunts in central uh, parks, because he will definitely need to demonstrate that change in both behavior and words. And given how the rest of the UNGA went for Erdogan, uh, it's safe to say that his attempted rebrand did not have the desired effect, particularly when we look at the meetings he held, or more importantly, didn't hold, such as with President Biden. Yes, someone can say that Erdogan shot himself on the foot. For a great number of reasons, we know that the Biden administration is not willing to invite him for an official visit at the White House, but the UN General Assembly provided a first-hand opportunity for the administration to get out of the way this obligation without having to invite him in Washington. And as we learned, the Turkish side actually pushed really hard for securing such a meeting. So what did President Erdogan do one week before the General Assembly? You can look at the pictures where he hangs Vladimir Putin and signaled in his statement that Turkey might join the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. So as you can see, you have to try really hard to sabotage yourself in such a way. And of course, as you can imagine, there was deep disappointment and dissatisfaction from the American side. And I believe that this disappointment was communicated through a great number of gestures that had a symbolic uh, meaning. And of course, one of those symbolic gestures was the absence of a meeting with the President uh, Biden in the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. A lot of attention, Petro, was given to Erdogan's speech at the UNGA, where he hurled a number of wild accusations at Greece. How was this address received in New York and in Washington? So, first of all, we can tell that Erdogan's credibility has reached bottom. Having said that, I think someone can find opportunistic people, both in New York and Washington, 
who don't care about values or even uh, the truth. So those people who have an agenda, let's say, for example, like Michael Doran from Hudson Institute, they will keep supporting Erdogan and Turkey no matter uh, what he says or does. We should also take note that during his UN speech, President Erdogan selected to attack Greece on issues of human rights and not so much on issues that relate to international law. This is because he was talking to an audience that has a quite good understanding of such legal concepts and he knows that uh, Turkey's demands in the Aegean and Eastern Mediterranean lack any serious legal justification. So he could tell that this was not his strong point that he could make. But on the issues of human rights, refugees and migrants, he knows that he can find a more, let's say, receptive audience because not everyone is aware of Turkey's clandestine operations that weaponize the refugees and at the same time provide a good opportunity to launch a negative PR campaign against Greece. So on balance, I will say that the people who must know, they know really well what is going on in the Aegean. But we should not be complacent and believe that our right is self-evidence because as the recent experience, let's say with the Spiegel story proves, there are many who can be very easily manipulated by the Turkish propaganda. And in Washington, we saw sharp reactions to Erdogan's speech from congressional uh, leaders. For example, Gas Bilirakis rebuked his speech by saying that Erdogan's statements about wanting everything to be resolved based on the rules of good neighboring relations and on the basis of international uh, law stand in stark contrast of Turkey's continued illegal occupation of Cyprus and military overflights of Greek islands. And in a similar fashion, we saw that Congressman Chris Pappas condemned Erdogan's speech as deeply hypocritical because Turkey is not living by any of the standards that the president of the country set in his speech. Because as Chris Papa said, it is really disingenuous to call the world to respect independence of nations while continuing to occupy Cyprus and violate the UN resolutions. So Chris Papa slammed Erdogan for falsely declaring that Turkey's foreign policy is driven by the pursuit of peace and conflict resolution through dialogue, while he and other senior uh, Turkish officials have utilized increasingly belligerent rhetoric to threaten war against Greece. And of course, as you know, Congressman Papas is leading the effort in Congress to set standards for the sale of F-16 Turkey, something that Erdogan brought up in discussions that he had with journalists before his speech in the UN General Assembly. What we saw after Erdogan's speech, though, is that Congressman Papas insisted in leading this effort and holding Erdogan accountable. Petro, I want to turn from President Erdogan to Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis. His trip to New York struck a completely different tone, and aside from his address to the UNGA, he also made a number of key appearances and held crucial meetings with world leaders and organizations. How would you rate his trip to New York? So when you talk to the UN General Assembly, I believe that it is really important to try to win the heart and mind of the international community and to leave all the domestic political considerations back at home. 
And from that perspective, I think it was a really efficient speech that managed to respond to Turkey's aggression without being provocative or inflammatory. Uh, the Prime Minister was very specific and articulate, but even more importantly, he adopted a calm tone, which demonstrated that Greece is always open to dialogue and it is ready to engage in difficult discussions, but always on the base of international law. And we know that this self-reservation, this calmness and this responsibility is highly appreciated by our allies, especially here in the United States. So on balance, I believe that it was a speech that said all the right things. It demonstrated that Greek foreign policy is not limited only problems uh, that we are facing with Turkey, but Greece is a, a country that can play a leading role in a great number of global and regional challenges. And it was a speech with the right tone that hit all the right notes and it uh, very clearly highlighted the contrast between the different values and the different political culture that exists between Greece and Turkey. Additionally, beyond his speech, Prime Minister Mitsotakis addressed a wider audience appearances on CNN, uh, Bloomberg, and at the Council on Foreign Relations. While the Foreign Minister uh, Dendias also had a packed week on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. For example, Dendias met uh, with US officials like Victoria Nuland and with a number of his counterparts from the region and beyond, where he was able to not only lay out Greece's uh, positions, but strengthen the foundation of Greece's relations with these countries. And as you know, the sidelines of the UN are just as important, if not more important than the main speech, because this is where all the on-the-ground diplomacy takes place. While at the podium, Petro, Prime Minister Mitsotakis naturally addressed the inflammatory rhetoric from President Erdogan. He also conveyed a message of peace to the Turkish people, stressing that Greeks and Turks are not enemies but neighbors. Is this a message that you believe will resonate? So I believe that it will resonate well with a great number of people in both countries. But of course, there are always nationalistic elements that will turn a blind eye to this call of peace and cooperation. However, I am optimistic that most people look forward uh, to such a positive message. They want peace and they want cooperation. And I believe that in the end of the day, this is a question of leadership. Either you will stop the flames of nationalism for scoring some political points back home, or you will decide to promote a culture of friendship, dialogue and cooperation, which is based on law and principles. It is an issue of leadership, it is an issue of choice, and every leader will have to take his own responsibility and make his own choices. Petro, thanks for joining us on The Greek Current again. Always great speaking with you. Thank you very much, Tano, for having me. In other news, Turkey is placing the U.S. along with Greece in the frame of escalation in the Aegean as demarches sent to the embassies of both countries in Ankara claim that U.S. armored wheeled vehicles being transported to the eastern Aegean violate their allegedly quote-unquote demilitarized status. At the same time, Turkish President Erdogan launched more threats, saying that all means at our disposal would be used against Greece, while also noting that Athens' motives are dictated by Washington. 
Greece has rejected the Turkish démarche. According to analysts, Ankara is systematically seeking to build a narrative on the issue of the militarization of the Greek islands, using it to raise questions about their sovereignty. Finally, Greece on Monday urged the EU to lift movement restrictions for refugees recognized by individual nations, accusing the bloc of applying a double standard when dealing with Ukrainians fleeing the war compared with the victims of other conflicts. Greece's migration minister said a lack of solidarity was holding up efforts to comprehensively reform migration rules across the EU. Refugees given international protection by EU nations currently cannot take full advantage of the bloc's provisions for free movement, but Ukrainians escaping Russia's invasion of their country face fewer restrictions. The EU is struggling to overcome divisions over rules for refugee resettlement and border protection, but wants a new migration pact to be hammered out next year. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.